0: I passed the vibe check. I passed the, check, check. Check. Pass the vibe check. Pass the vibe check. Show the- So we got the reveal. Um, As far as the show goes, for the first ever Worlds End pay per view for AEW, this was a very mid show. Um, I don't use mid very often. These AEW pay per views are usually good. Now, me being fair, there were a number of changes. Like I was looking forward to Keith Lee versus Swerve. Keith Lee apparently had been done with an injury since um, since August of 2022, which, as we've been saying, it has to have been a a health issue. And I guess he wasn't fully cleared um, for this much, but but he just wrestled a hell of a match with Brian Cage. So now you have Swerve going against Dustin Rhodes, which no one asked for, and it went way way longer than it needed to go. Um, you would a lot. Also, the Andrade thing. This is see. I don't pay for the paywalls that uh, PW Insider has, Fightful Select. Um, I don't pay for those, just being 100% honest with you guys. Um, I did have someone send me something. They heard my prediction show, and they said, hey, just so you know, you might want to change your prediction. I I wasn't going to re- re-record to change one prediction, but if I would have known this information, I definitely would have changed my prediction, but it turns out that Andrade made it clear that even though his contract is up in the spring, he's not coming back, and... Apparently, he's going to be the the person, the former champion that they've been teasing at day one. If his contract's not up until spring, how the hell is that going to work? That's confusing to me. There are so many things that went into this pay-per-view that were predictable, one. And two, injuries happen. um, And three, this show just had some stuff going against it. Uh, And some stuff just didn't need to be... uh, There's always one match on every AEW pay-per-view. I don't care what anyone says. There's always one match on every AEW pay-per-view that does not need to be on there. And it just meant to show four hours. And I get it. It's like you're paying 50 bucks for this because it's not the WWE Network. So those shows should be three hours, you know, except for WrestleMania. Well, even then with two next to WrestleMania, I think it's still three hours. But I get why WWE has toned down their their consumption because you're paying 12, 13 bucks, sometimes 10 bucks Five bucks, whatever your uh, choice of uh, peacock is, um, you're paying for that. So like you're really getting a deal for these pay-per-views, but for fifty-two bucks, you know, plus tax or whatever, like if you add the tax, it's fifty-two dollars. Like you, you want to get your, he's giving money's worth, so I can't knock him for that. So essentially, you're getting five hours of action, if you if you count zero hour. And so I get it, I do understand it, um, but there's oh, but still. You could have given more time to something else or whatever. But there's always one or two matches that don't need to be on it. Always one, at least. Tonight, we had two that did not need to be on this card. And to me, that made the show a very mid-show. If I had to choose a standout match, it was probably the Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage match. Um, Outside of that, this was... I'm going to be honest with you guys. It was a very mid-show. But honestly, I want to say... My anticipation was still high for it because I felt like we were, we were going to get the devil reveal. Also, my anticipation was high because they did it. I I was surprised they did it. But now this can go into what I said a few weeks ago. We'll get to that um, in a moment. But let's start with the Zero Hour. The Zero Hour, we got a great vignette from Serena Deeb. The Professor of Professional Wrestling is coming back. She has been sorely missed. The fact that she had the nwa women's championship for as long as she did not the nwa women's championship the uh, uh was it the nwa no because camille had that for many years she had a title well it wasn't the roh title i don't remember what title but she had but she had a title for a while she lost it and then she was just doing the professor's gimmick for a while which was serena deeb is one of the most uh, talented wrestlers and i forget but she's like she's in her 30s i believe but she still can go and I don't. Rem- I remember reading an article of like apparently she was hurt, and uh, that's what she was mainly dealing with. I will say it's about this woman's division, and that is uh, uh, when these women have gotten hurt, they've been hurt for long periods of time. They've been hurt for as long as Camille's NWA World Championship run was. Um, but it's good to see Serena D back. I am super excited and super jacked. To see where they put her at in this women's division. And I'm hoping they don't put her in the ROH the women's division. And she's in the AEW proper. But the vignette was really, really good. Um, in a match where uh, she needed to win. Willow has been the female Eddie Kingston as far as I'm concerned. Where she gets so close but does not win the big one. Statlander now has lost two matches in a row. She caught a pinfall loss to Sky Blue or Dark Blue. Whatever her name is. On dynamite, and then she lost by pinfall to Willow in the Zero Hour. There were, I will say this about tonight as well. There were some botches, very visible sloppiness in a lot of these matches, and I think it was people just moving too fast. They were trying to get too many things accomplished that they they did not need to get accomplished, if that makes any sense. But Willow got the the pin over Statlander, who now went from not losing a match since 2022 being pinned to now taking two straight pinfall losses. Um, I don't think this is a, the start of a losing streak. I think it's just the way they need to progress and keep everyone else, instead of it being everyone that just underneath her, because uh, she needs to be going for that woman's championship more sooner than later. Like, I don't want them to do to Statlander what essentially happened to Jay Cargill, which, if we're being honest, I don't think Cargill was ready to be in the the... the the big uh, woman division, if that makes sense. I think she will be, for sure. She has all the tools. But she was meant to be in that TBS division. Statlander is in... She, she should be in that women's division. And moving her up as, you know, the Willows and the Sky Blues. And the Julia Hearts, the Abaddon's. Let them vie for that TBS championship. That's why it's there. But Statlander needs to be moving on to the, the AEW Women's Title Division very soon, in my opinion. But she does take the second straight pinfall loss in less than a week, so that's interesting there. In a 20-man battle royal, to determine who gets a, a TNT title shot anytime, any place, I said this, I didn't I didn't make a prediction because I didn't know who was in the fucking match, but I said whoever it is, they're clearly telegraphing what this person's gonna do with this version of money in the bank. And then as soon as you seen the winner, you seen where this was going kill switch aka luchasaurus at the victory um and so you kind of see where this is going already and look i love battle royal more than anyone else um i don't care for aw battle royals though that are like this that are like a mix of like the hardcore sloppy i don't i just didn't like it like i can i can deal with the casino battle royal that's more formatted but it's more but it's also more of a world rumble type of thing but they're i I love battle. I don't know why. Let me say something. I have no clue why I love battle royals or the. Royals. I can't tell you. I re- I legitimately cannot tell you why it's just my thing, but I do love it. But I did. I don't like this. They, they, they It started off on the outside, and then somehow it went to the inside. I don't like. It. It's just too sloppy for me. But I do normally like battle royals. Wheeler Yuta was challenging for the FTW champion. By the way, Wheeler Yuta is the pure champion. He ends up tapping out to, to Hook. I, I look. I know the ROH titles are kind of a joke at this point. Um, they don't have to be. <laughs> you know, they they truly don't have to be. You know, so seeing him tap, I didn't really like that, but I, I saw it coming, so whatever. Uh, but nothing special came out of this. So that was all during the zero hour. So, uh, before we get to rolls in, we're gonna hit two pieces of uh information. One is the breaking news that PW Insider had, and that is that Kevin Dunn has given his notice. And this is actually not surprising, considering the fact that I don't think Kevin Dunn was ever going to work for anyone else but Vince McMahon. And look here, TKO, uh, they were never going to change the product and how it looked. They were That's not what they do. Look at UFC. They've kept UFC the same. Like They were never going to change it, but it's, it's clear that he wouldn't have the autonomy that he had before you know i'm sure it was never a creative decision um this is a big deal though this is a in, look here it was the end of an era in september when they sold and they sold only because vince mcmahon wanted back into power but that was never going to happen they even played vince mcmahon so the whole saying of him that then prying the company from his cold dead hands they they did they pried the company from his warm hands as a matter of fact and his ndas um but this is not surprising but now this will give someone else a chance to be the director, and we'll actually see for the first time. Think, think about this. Starting Monday, January first, day one for Monday Night Raw. I can't say it's I can't say it's gonna be for day one, but he has to put his notice in. But think about this. I'm assuming he won't be around for the Royal Rumble. I don't. I didn't. I didn't read the entire article before I hit the record button. I literally watched the pay-per-view, and I said, you know what? I'm just gonna record the show tonight instead of waiting. Because I don't want to hear anyone else's thoughts and get those thoughts in my head. I want to say my pure thoughts right now. But my here's my thought. He's going to be gone by the Royal Rumble. We're going to get our first Royal Rumble. First pay-per-view ever. In 30 plus years. Without a director from Kevin Dunn. So it's going to be a director that more than likely Triple H Nick Khan put in place. So this director will now... The same way Kevin Dunn knew Vince McMahon's vision... This director will now be tied to Triple H forever. I, I can't wait to see it. To be honest with you guys, I'm very amped up to see it. I look, we've seen enough of his work. It's I'm dude. The dude has money, but because of what, for those of you guys who don't know, the reason why Kevin is such an important figure is because Kevin Dunn's father once saved a bunch of tapes out of a burning truck. So it was a bunch of WWE tapes, tapes, people, not DVDs. They were fucking tapes. And uh, his father saved a bunch of tapes and saved a bunch of, like, recordings that they really didn't need. And so, like, the Dunn family had a job for life. That's why Kevin Dunn has been so important, um, is because of what his father did. So now to see this under a different vision, it's going to be the 2024 will be the Triple H show. And it will be telling. To see where things go from here. Um, so that's, that's one big piece of news. Um, and also the other big piece of news. Which I really have no take on. I'm just going to talk about Because I know I'm going to get hit up about it. These Jericho allegations. Because apparently Kylie Ray, Who did quit. Right before AEW started. She just quit abruptly. No one knew why. Um, I believe it was Nick Housman. Who made the accusation that Kylie Ray was asked to go to Jericho's room. And he made a pass at her, and she quit and didn't say anything. And things have gotten ugly. Um, I don't have a take on it. It's smart to not take the side because I don't know all the facts. You know, Jericho has said nothing about it. The crowd tonight uh, said Kylie Ray, they were making Kylie Ray an NDA chance. Um, I have no thought of this either way. I feel like, uh, here's the thing. The same way that people were taking side in the Jonathan Majors thing, I think it's best to keep silent sometimes. I legit have no thoughts on it. So for those of you guys who are going to hit my DMs on Instagram, and and don't even bother. I know it's going to happen, but please don't bother. I have no thoughts on it. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell him via DM so it could be leaked. Air quotes, no air quotes. You can't doing air quotes. But I, I actually legitimately have no thoughts until, because Jericho's going to eventually have to speak on this. Um, I know the hashtag of fire Jericho happens. That's not happening. Jericho's not being fired without any evidence of this. And now that Nick Housman's taken the stance, uh, this is going to be a very interesting, very interesting thing. But uh, this was not good luck to happen before the last pay per view of the year for AEW. Unfortunately, the hits just keep coming, and I swear, to God, I, I'm trying. If AEW does go down, out of business, and we just have WWE again. Do you know how miserable... You people are already miserable now with options. Imagine if you had none. Just saying. We'll know what happened. So I'll leave it there. Let's get to roles in the paper, the proper pay-per-view. This was the match that did not need to be on the fucking card. 100%. An eight-man tag that put the eight uh, other participants in the Continental Classic against each other. Uh, the only ones that weren't in it was Swerve Strickland, uh, John Moxley... And A Kingston Swerve had a one-on-one match. Uh, John Moxley and A Kingston were in the finals of the tournament. So this eight-man tag featured Jay Lethal teaming with Roosh, Jay White, and Brody King versus Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia, and Mark Briscoe. And uh, Claudio, Brian Garcia, and Briscoe got the win when Garcia pinned uh, Brody King. Brody King was fuming this entire time. Daddy magic was actually on commentary. He got in his face a couple times Ended up nailing him off camera. We did not see it. We only heard the commentary talking about it. The, Brody King would have had the tiebreaker over Eddie Kingston. Cause he had beat Eddie Kingston, but because he lost to Garcia, he could, he was then mathematically eliminated. So this will be a story that will feed until next year. It looks like, and Garcia looks to have gotten his confidence back after now getting two straight pinfall victories. Um, This match took the first 20 minutes. Like I said, this match did not need to be on the card. I get you have some names like Jay White and Brian Danielson that you wanted on the card for tonight. Sometimes you just don't need them on there. You also didn't have uh, House of Black, Malachi Black, and Buddy Murphy on here. You didn't have fucking FTR on here. It's okay. Sometimes it happens. But this match did not need to be on this fucking card. Next up, we have Miro versus Andrade. I chose Andrade. Here's what I was talking about with the paywall thing. Apparently, Andrade had made it clear that he was going back to WWE. He was not re-signing with the company. Apparently, it made things very uncomfortable for uh, people in AEW because apparently the way he said it was very direct and blunt. I think he's been honest and open with his... Once Triple H took over, he had no interest in staying in AEW. This guy is one of the best wrestlers in the world when he is happy. When he is not happy, we've seen him on the main roster of WWE. He's been whatever, we've seen him in AEW. When he is motivated and happy, he is a great wrestler. If he doesn't want to be here, you need to let him go. You honestly, it's, it's not like he's a part key storylines anyway. And I think tonight, and tonight was supposed to be his final night in AEW. What confuses me though is how can he show up at day one if his contract doesn't end until spring? This isn't a William, William Regal thing. This isn't. Even when Regal wasn't allowed to be on TV for a full fucking year. So now, do you think they're just going to let him do it? I, I don't know. I don't think he's the guy they're talking about. That. I don't think Triple H, because Triple H has been hyping it up. I don't think Triple H will be hyping it up for Andrade. No disrespect to Andrade, but he's not that big of a name. Just just be real here. And Plus, he's only a former United States champion, not a former WWE champion, if we're being technical. But anyways, Miro and Andrade had a decent match uh cj perry turns on andrade and helps miro get the win andrade taps out so he does business um but i said this weeks ago he does not want to be there let him fucking go dude you're you already have a stacked fucking roster of people that you need to be pushing and you need to be worried about like i i've i've gone in i've said this before i fully expected him to be gone ricky stark will will be gone and other people will leave AEW, and other people, that's in WWE, will leave WWE and go to AEW. This is this is not over, and Andrade is not the missing piece to the puzzle that they haven't been using him that way. So just let's just uh, calm down. But I definitely would have picked Miro because I thought this was going to be an ongoing feud until uh, until his contract was up. But I guess sounds like it's not. But we'll see. Tony Storm versus Reho. Uh, this, ma- you know this match. You know why I realized this match. How tiny Riho is to where uh, I have a picture that I took with Tony Storm, right? I'm six foot, so I'm not very tall. I'm, I'm very average. Um, well, well <laughs> anyways, um, I'm six foot, right? And I tower over Tony Storm. Tony Storm towers over Rio. And when they were trying to do the body slam I was like, wow, why are you doing that? Because they're both. No, Tony Storm's butt is bigger than all of Riho. And it's not a bad thing, but I didn't realize that till watching this match. Um, Rio is forever going to be a great hand. She's forever going to be once she's the inaugural AEW Women's Champion, but she's always going to be someone to go in and take a loss to somebody. Because Rio, she's even though she's AEW, she definitely goes and does her thing in different companies. Um, she's, she's the right person. Cause I really do feel like we're waiting just kind of in the. The same way we're waiting for Jake Cargill to have Chris Statler come back, right now we are truly waiting for Jamie Hayter to make her return. And and now that Adam Cole has been uh, revealed as a devil, which we'll get to later, who knows the role Britt Baker plays in this? Because I don't, it looks like he's legitimately injured. He was actually limping, so I just don't know. There's a role being played here. So, But Storm gets the win. This match is all right. I just thought the TBS championship was much better than this um but this was all right at best next up Swerve strickland versus dustin rose it's supposed to be keith lee but as i said earlier keith lee had said he had been injured since 2022 and i guess he wasn't medically cleared to go through this and this lasted too long after the first spot they did it should have been over two minutes later so essentially dustin got attacked before the match starts they they had a a cinder block on his leg he's limping around turns around to start the match Essentially, this was this was a way to keep Swerve on the card because not having him wrestle, he's turning into a big face now. So it would be been foolish to then not have him on the show. I want to say a lot of people were very disappointed. A lot of people, I think, purchased this pay-per-view to see the end of this feud. Now, at this point, let's not do this to ourselves. Let's, you know, <laughs> um, let's just let it die out. <laughs> it's over it's cool. And my booking that I had a couple weeks ago, I will still stand by right now. Um, but, yeah, let's just let it breathe. Let it go. Let's just whoops, let it go. Swerve got the win, but I understood why this was still on the card. It was a way to get Swerve, one of your hottest acts still in the building, so you see, because so, people paid to see him. Let's just be real. Next up, the second match that did not... Need to be on this card, but I understand why it was. You sting Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Big Bill, and Takeshita. Uh, sting, Darby Allen, Sammy, and Jericho got the victory. Sammy pinned Ricky Starks. So I'm assuming Sammy Guevara pinned Ricky Starks because Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho are getting a tag team championship match. That's why I'm assuming that. I would prefer if Big Bill took the pin, but teach his own. At the end of this match, Sting got a standing ovation. This is the Sting world tour at this point. Sting is not going to lose any match, and this will be the last time a lot of these markets, every market, actually, excuse me, will ever see him wrestle. He had some noticeable botches in this. He, by almost killing Ricky Starks in one of them, where he tried well, it was supposed to be like a he was too far away from the ropes, and Ricky Starks saved himself by flipping by flipping his own body over. But um it was it was not it was it was this was pretty botchy. People were kind of all over the place, um, so that that part wasn't really a good look. Um, this was a sloppy match, but also this didn't need to be on the card. This did. Once Kenny Omega went down with divertic, uh, divert di, di, vibre, I can't say the goddamn word diverticulitis. Thank you. I would have let this go. This didn't need to be on the card. I understand. Once again, you have Jericho. You have the returning Sammy Guevara. You have a lot of things. This did not need to be on the card. For the TBS Championship, Julia Hart in her first championship defense defended against Abaddon, who got her first pay-per-view championship match. I thought this was actually pretty good. I thought I love the development of Julia Hart. And I thought her and Abaddon had a, a, a decent match here. I think, obviously, the, this, the interference of Sky Blue affected the match, but... They were actually having a pretty good match before all that. If you don't like interference, I get that. I understand, but I actually truly enjoyed was like enjoying this match, and I thought this was the fact that we had two women's champ, two women's championship matches on the card. That says, look, let me tell you something. I'm not gonna complain about that because we know how hard it is for Tony Khan to get one fucking women's match on the card. So we got two. So I'm going to be grateful. But I thought this was the better of the two. And I actually think they could probably do better. I just, uh, I, I just I, I just, like the chemistry here between both of these women. So, But Julia Hart does retain the championship. In the TNT Championship no disqualification match, we had Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. They tried everything. They tried lighting a table on fire. The fire went out the first time. Nick Wayne took a beating in this match. Nick Wayne didn't go... <laughs> Nick Wayne did not go through the table that was on fire, but he still was set on fire a little bit. But he took a beating in this match. Uh, Adam Copeland was beating Christian to, from hell to high water uh, finally he gets his first taste of gold since he unretired he wins the TBS I mean, excuse me the TNT championship that would have been a hell of a, a title change uh, but he gets the TNT championship all of a sudden you have kill switch show up and he choke slams him and he choke slams him once on a mat and then once on a, ta- uh, a standard table a, a open chair and you know where it's going it's just if it's i didn't like the whole money to bank cash in bullshit, but when they worded it the way they worded it, the first thing i said was they're, they're telegraphing everything you know but they had to otherwise everyone would be like well where where'd this come from well it, this is where it came from they definitely announced this so we you could see where they were going with this and it looks like kill switch is about to cash in christian gets up and says something to kill switch to make him give over his contract that he just won a few hours before. Christian Cage signs it, hits the spear, pins, and becomes a two-time TNT champion, defeating Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland's in shock. He can't believe he lost the championship he just got. I thought this was a clever way to get the belt back on Christian because I, I just don't think it's time for him to His reign was only 98 days. Well, <laughs> Now it's gonna be back to day, about to back to one day reign, I guess. But it, he's done a lot for that CNT championship, but it was a good way to make Adam Copeland realize that he he's gonna need some help, you know, because he 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 already beat the entire family except for Killswitch. There was a reason why Killswitch wasn't out there, and then when it came time to it, he was beat, battered and bruised, and he couldn't defeat them all. And Christian ends up getting the title back at the end of it. Next up, you have Eddie Kingston versus Jon Moxley in the finals of the first ever Continental Classic. This Continental Classic has been... They actually put the entire thing up on YouTube for the, for those of you guys who are actually interested in seeing it. Um, I think they did a wonderful job, this Continental Classic. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing it in its totality uh, and where it goes next year. or uh, Yeah, next year. We're going to run into the new year yeah, as I'm recording this. And so... I'm excited to see it, and I really um, think they did a wonderful job with it. It was the Eddie Kingston show. And as I said in my predictions, it, you go from a guy who couldn't win the big one. He fought CM Punk. He fought John Moxley. He fought Bryan Davidson. He, everyone he fought, he always lost. And that's why I think Willow will be the, the woman version of him. I think going into 2024, I can see her, since they didn't put that title... On Billy Stark's, and it's, it looks like they're really hyping you up to be the first ever woman's TV champion of ROH. I'm assuming Willow's going to be the one to on uh uh, uh uh dethrone uh Athena, so that way we can get Athena back on AEW proper. For God's sakes, get her out of fucking purgatory. I feel like she's Jericho in the cruiserweight division in WCW. Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, Eddie couldn't go. He went from losing everything to winning everything. So all his his titles were on the line, including the new Continental Championship. First of all, I hope they do not have anyone walking around with three fucking titles all the time because it looks ridiculous. I'm just being honest. They can they now they have the Continental Championship. It's you can say they've already said it represents ROH, it represents New Japan, it represents everything. Please, the the Continental Championship looks pretty good. But now you have to get rid of the Ring of our title for for however long this gimmick goes, and you have to get rid of the new the Strong Championship. For anyone to carry around three fucking titles is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous the fact that the tag team champions in WWE carry two titles. Now it's been reported that they're only gonna there's there's a new set of tag team championships and it's only gonna be one. Thank sweet baby Jesus off the cross. Because they look ridiculous with two fucking. Time. They just do. It looks stupid. It looks fucking stupid. Um, this was the moment for A. Kingston to shine. Uh, John Moxley was 3-0 versus Mo- uh, Eddie Kingston. Mo- uh, Moxley got the. Well, excuse me. Kingston got the pin. Um, they embraced afterwards. Got a hug in, smile. Brian Danielson was on commentary during this match. But Eddie Kingston got the win. He is your first ever Continental Champion. He is your first ever Continental Classic winner. And, it, it came, and think about this. And here's what makes these tournaments so much fun. For as dominant as John Moxley was in his own league, only losing one time. For as dominant as he was in, once you get to the finals, all you got to do is lose one time and it's over. So he essentially lost two times, two times the Continental Championship. Eddie Kingston lost fucking three times, you know? So th- that's just how these tournaments go. But it's, it's the fun of it, you know? So, um, I will say this, going into the new year, because um, I have been asked about this and I haven't talked about it. Uh, I have not played AEW Five Forever. I have not gotten Season 2. Season 2 is pretty weak. I have not gotten the acclaimed. Um, I still believe that they can add so many different things to this game, that like the Continental Classic, like JY, like I do believe we're going to get more. I, I know in Season 2 we have Tony Storm coming, but it's not timeless. It's going to be the rock and roll Tony Storm. I'm doing air quotes there if you guys can fucking see it. Um, I I will get back into it when there's more match types. Right now, I I found myself, I haven't played the game in months actually, if I'm being real with you guys. But, um, I found myself playing mainly Battle Royals at the Casino Battle royal. That's what I was having a lot of fun in. And I played to the highest level, you know. And so, once that that got to be no challenge for me, I I, I put the game down. But it's okay, I have the digital copy, I'm never getting rid of it. Um, and with PS5, I don't know about Xbox, I'm a PS5 guy. Sorry if I offend anybody, but I know on PS5 you can delete something and just re-upload it, and it's, you never lost anything. Uh, but I don't have enough games in my uh, on my drive to justify me every racing anything. So, anyways, um, this was just Eddie's year. Eddie got to do everything he needed to do. Now he is going to go into the new year with uh, full of new challenges. So good for him. And in the main event, Samoa Joe challenged mf who is, has been making around he did uh article in the players tribune this dude was inter, inter, uh, in, entered into the jewish hall of fame with his i believe his uncle who was a, a indianapolis cold or something like that um this guy has been around he's, he's made no bones about how injured he's been um i still thought they were gonna have mjf win because that's just what it is but it got to the point where they had to reveal the devil tonight they had to we got the devil reveal, and we got the surprise that I did not see coming, which I am very happy for, for several reasons, so, MJF and Joe battled, first of all, MJF is a madman for taking a muscle buster on the fucking apron, I saw that, I was sitting there right. I was writing something, it wasn't notes to the match, but I was writing something, I said, How's he going to get out of, he's not going to get, he's going, back. it was like, it was like in slow motion, and I'm like, how's he getting out of? he's not going to get, he's going to hit the fucking mat, and I literally jumped up, I said, holy shit, I was like, where did that come from, and why are you such a fucking maniac, right, so I saw that, and then I go to the bathroom, TMI, to pee, and I hear, I'm listening, because I have the TV up pretty loud, so I actually have not seen the end of the match myself yet, but I can hear and I'm washing my hands, do 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 you know, because I wash my hands. Because I'm one of those maniacs that washes my hands. I actually count 60 seconds uh, to wash my hands. Um, and all I hear is, his arm's down, his arm's down. We have a new champion. I was like, what? And I hear the bell ring. And all of a sudden, I see Samoa Joe walking out with the AEW heavyweight champ. Samoa Joe is your world heavyweight champion, his first championship Since him winning the NXT championship three times, his first championship on a main roster level is TNA. WWE did not pull the trigger on him. AEW has, though. And I could see him being a transitional. I'm still standing by this. He is a transitional champion until we get to March 3rd. And on March 3rd, that's where Swerve Strickland gets the heavyweight championship of the world. Swerve Strickland made the championship gesture After he defeated Dustin Rose tonight. I think where they do the change is Revolution, Swerve, gets that AEW championship and Joe is a transitional champion. But either way, we have Samoa Joe finally getting his fucking due. And in, in the middle of all this, Adam Cole came out to ringside as a surprise. And remember I told you guys, it was pretty obvious who the devil was once they did what they did on Wednesday. To me, it was, and I had people pushing back on me, and but I said, no, think about this. Like Adam Cole was the one who suggested that Joe, you know that he keep his word to Joe and all that other type of stuff. Well, all of a sudden, the masked men come and he's like saying Joe, and Cole saying hit me, MJF saying no hit me, blah blah blah. The lights go out, the lights come back on. The masked men are standing beside Adam Cole, who's in the black chair. He looks up, MJF is in tears, like no. Not you. They beat him down. The the masked men uh, reveal themselves. It's Roderick Strong, the Kingdom, who are the new ROH tag team champions, and Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow p- powerbombs MJF. Adam Cole takes the devil mask out of his jacket, throws it on MJF. And now you have the friendship divided, broken up now officially. And now you have these two Aragon, probably few for whole, throughout the whole year of 2024. The belt is off of MJF. So you don't have to worry about it. both. all the titles are off MJF. Now he just needs a seek revenge. First he's going to get healthy. Then he has to seek revenge on Adam Cole. And I thought this was the time to do it. Even though the reveal was obvious to me because of what they did. I still liked it. Um, so I don't actually have a problem with it. If I'm if I'm being 100% real with you. Um, but that's just me. Um, but I would love to know what you guys think about it because, to me, um, to me, I enjoyed the ending. And I, I really do think this is the way they're going to put the title on Swerve Strickland. And then at Double or Nothing, you can have MJF. That tease we had for MJF and Swerve, you can have MJF say, look here, I got fucked over. Give me a shot. I'm telling you right now, I'll beat you for the title. You can have those two main event double or nothing. You can still come back to that. Swerve would be the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So, I I don't know what you guys thought about, it. let me know what you guys thought about it. I definitely thought it was a mid show at best. Um but for me the end end I liked the end. I did. I'm going to go back and watch it a couple more times. Um to actually see the, the finish but Samoa Joe is your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Of all the people to break, I did not see this coming. I thought, I thought for sure Darby would be the one to do it. Before the year was out, Samoa Joe claims more gold, and now Samoa Joe is isn't so. I think Samoa Joe is the first ever person to win the TNT Championship and the AEW Heavyweight Championship in the company. When you look at the champions, you've had Jericho, you've had Moxley. You've had Omega. You've had Hangman and MJF. Nobody else has done what Joe just did. He now is your AEW Heavyweight Champion. So let me know what you guys think, man. And happy New Year. Be safe to you guys. I am the slow cold. This is I see things a little differently. I'm out.